Welcome to Mudville, a podcast about baseball and cinema. I'm Brody Stout. I'm Nolan Rabine. We hope you enjoy. It's Mudville. It is Tuesday, August 22nd, and we've got a very special episode today of the podcast. Well, first, we've got a very special guest, and joining us today is Bradford William Davis. And how are you today? Man, I'm, I'm good. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm in the NRA. I'm in a prayer group with <laughs> and I pack heat, so I'm be better. You listen to me, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> We had been trying to get Bradford onto the pod here for a couple of weeks and been trying to work out a, a movie that we could talk about. Um, switching up the uh, sport, you know, this is the first sports movie we've done that isn't baseball related. I was Sorry. better yesterday before we watched this movie. <laughs> if you, you didn't ask how I am, but I was better. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm now worse. <laughs> um, we decided with the recent headlines uh, surrounding the release of uh, Michael Orr's new book in which he uh, discusses his relationship with uh, the film The Blind Side, as well as a lawsuit that has been filed and allegations that have been made against the Tui family of course, is portrayed in the film by Sandra Bullock and Tim McGraw, or has claimed that they never technically adopted him and they instead placed him under a conservatorship, uh, which they told him was the same thing. It was not, and it was instead very uh, financially predatory towards Orr, and uh, he did not make like any money off of this movie at all. Like They essentially took everything conservatorships yeah. had come in into the news big time last year with the whole britney spears controversy yeah. um the twoies have said that they're going to end their conservatorship not that that means much or anything but with this movie in the news we felt it was a good time to uh revisit it i had not seen this since around the time that it came out i actually remember watching this on my way back from a middle school field trip <laughs> they had it on the the big TV. That and, is that uh, kind of movie. Oh, it absolutely <laughs> is. And and with it having been nominated for Best Picture, Sandra Bullock winning Best Actress, um, I was truly shocked by this. It, it, <laughs> it was not anything like I, I remembered. But uh, Bradford, I, I want to kick it to you first. You know, what what's your history with this movie and uh, what are your thoughts on it now? Yeah, you know, it's not the kind of movie I'm really trying to look for and watch. <laughs> you know, so... Um, this is basically my first watch of this film. Not basically is actually, you know. Um, I started watching it on uh, the optimal way of watching a great American film, which is TNT. <laughs> uh, <laughs> with, they know uh, drama. Many, many advertisements, yeah, they, they, they know, know drama. drama. <laughs> and so um, it was also available on TBS, and uh, they know comedy. <laughs> so Man, you know, all the so bases are covered. For, yeah, <laughs> really, really, it's it's perfect for you know a dramatic and comedic film, a dramedy, if you will. So I I never seen that because it's not the kind of movie that I'm trying to see. Um, <laughs> Why not? <laughs> <this was> a, <laughs> <laughs> the purpose of this conversation, right, is to really unpack why, why is the movie no, right. no one should uh, yeah. watch be subjected for, uh, to, yeah, you know, p- pure entertainment anyway. Right. I think it's. I think there's intrigue. I think it's what it says about us is yeah. more interesting than, than what it says about any of the characters, uh, in, you know, in the film. But uh, you know, it, so it just it, it seemed kind of boring anyway. Just you know. Um, just, just as an outsider when I when this movie came out, and then 
Um, and then, yeah, like kind of like, even even back then, 15 years ago at this point, right? Like right. kind of like, you know, had, had a little of a, a whiff of a white, a, what I would then learn was a white savior narrative. Yeah. You know, now, mm-hmm. no, now described as a white savior narrative. So, you know, um, that was kind of like my initial feel off of it. But uh, I figured it would be an interesting watch, but with the news that you guys so openly described about uh, Michael Orr um, alleging that he was not told uh, the, the the true difference between conservatorship and adoption, because right. the whole you know feel good good uh, ethos of this film was that this family that could not be more different than you know a large black man from the hood. Um, had truly and fully taken him in as their own. No, um, they were trying right? to steal you know, his with, money. No, sure. with, no, with no strings attached. Right. And nothing personally gained besides growing the love that had already organically existed in this beautiful, perfect American family. That was the lesson that was, you know, that that that, that we were told. And then uh, Michael Orr, at the, very, at the very least, let's say Michael Orr is, is, is seriously disputing that, you know. Based on uh, claiming that he had seen, you know, that they had, uh, what you call it, he did, that they had conflated, you know, adoption and conservative conservatorships, right? In order, you know, uh, saying and, that he was going to be part of the gain, family and the whole, gain, yeah, and gain gain financially, right? Uh, from that, and so yeah, well, uh, you know, that that's what that's what got that's what brought me here to uh, to TNT on, you know, uh, <laughs> on a Monday night, wasting my, my wasting my Monday night, right? Uh, with my jaw being ever more attached from the rest of my body, as, <laughs> as, just as, continually uh, dropping about, more and more, about, like, you know, uh, levels of racism that even I did not understand were were uh, existing in major American motion pictures, right? In two thousand nine, Obama administration. Yeah, like Obama, Obama yeah. was president. Yeah, that's, this is back when we really thought everything. Got yeah, better. that's we were <laughs> saying that too. We, it was like this is like when I, say, when perfect. I say we, I mean many people were were quite hopeful. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. Uh, who, who, who like less racism in the world? Yeah, you know? it's a shift, right? Well, yeah. I, I, or you'd hope. Yeah. You know, uh, props to everybody who was you know who uh, had that hardcore um, leftist analysis of how you know of the American presidency at the time, but I was pretty hopeful. Right, <laughs> right, right. I was too, man. <laughs> I was, look, we were yeah. in fifth grade and that was like, we watched it in class and it was a whole like, this is, it's a, you know, new chapter and we're all like, it's, you know. Dude, and then, Obama yeah. won my uh, elementary school election like two to one. Your elementary school election? Well, it was fifth grade. I was no, about to leave. No, but you guys held like a presidential yeah, election they held in one, school? Th- that's they, crazy. They gave what? kindergartners ballots, dude. <laughs> I did not. There were first graders who were adamant McCain supporters. (laughs) My brother had a quick tangent. My brother had a friend when he was dating ourselves here. We're kind of young. Oh, yeah. yeah. Continue. But quick tangent. My brother is three years older than me. So in um, I I think it was it was 2000. Right. So um, my brother had a friend in kindergarten who he came over to our house. My dad always tells the story all the time. He was like, this kid was, you know, like a, not like a know-it-all, but like he's for a kindergartner. He liked to think that he knew everything. He called Florida for Al Gore like <laughs> at, at four or something. My dad was like, Oh, okay. Good for you. <laughs> Appreciate it, kid. Oh, yeah. I, when I find that hilarious. When <laughs> the he was wrong. Side came out like, like you said, I didn't know what like a white savior narrative was. Right. Like I didn't, you know, I certainly didn't know how to critically analyze a movie like this or like, 
place it in the socio-political realm of where it's released into or anything like that um so but like the fact that i had seen it when it came out i had not once seen or it twice okay i yeah. had not seen it before yesterday so, so this is, I, I was the only one eyes on then it. who yeah. had had seen this before then so yeah. for me then i found it interesting then i felt like i was analyzing the mechanics of it so much more like seeing you know why this scene w- was written like there are so many lines in this movie that are played oh for God. such a like dramatic effect we're like, saying the, the wait for applause lines yes. where it's like when it's just the two of us watching our living room disgusted and, just, and they're like, also so oh, flat god yeah but <laughs> but like not only that but also like the relationship between the people who are making the movie and what they think their intended right. audience is like there are, are so many moments they just felt to me like like this was the last possible moment that something like this could even exist yeah. in, in mainstream culture. And like, I feel like the obvious comparison with something recent would be like green book, which won best picture like five years ago and drew similar complaints. That was also a movie that I did not really enjoy Natalie at the Portman time. Movie? Oh God, I forgot it won best picture. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. What um, was that Natalie Portman movie where she goes but like to this a, makes a that look great. But yeah, <laughs> I didn't like, I, 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 I never saw green book, but yeah, it's, you don't need to, but <laughs> I mean, it's, it, it's <laughs> less like egregious than this. Okay. But I mean, I, I was also looking up something else that I found kind of fascinating about this is Sandra Bullock now not only is in, spoiler alert for what I think of The Blind Side, but Sandra Bullock is now the only actress who is in two separate movies that I have logged one out of ten on Letterboxd, <laughs> being the this. Other the other one is Crash. <laughs> oh, God, um, yeah. And then that was a few years before. That did win Best Picture, which, I mean... Yeah, like, it did, man. yes. Uh, and then, have either of you guys seen... Uh, a Time to Kill? No. From 1992? It's, nope, never seen it. Yeah, no, it, it's it's based on a, like, Grisham novel, and it's, it's another story where, like, Samuel L. Jackson is a father on trial, and, like, it's a very white savior trope movie with Matthew McConaughey. Sandra Bullock has really gotten <laughs> three strikes on the, the white <laughs> savior card. I mean, like, I think she's out at this gotta point. You gotta stop making these, man. <laughs> like, it's, yeah. I don't know. So I had never seen it before, and I, you know, I knew I knew who Michael Orr was, you know, just being a football fan. And, uh, you know, I always knew he was like, oh, that's the guy from The Blind Side. They had the movie made about him. It's like, I, I sort of, like, tangentially knew the story. Like, he's you know, brought into a white family and they raise him or whatever. Like, I didn't know more. Th- I, I th- kind of thought he was adopted as like a baby or something. I didn't really know much about it. And then I just like, I was amazed that the- like afterwards I said, like, you know how people always say like, you, uh, you can't make blazing saddles today or whatever. It's like, that's bullshit. <laughs> you cannot make this movie today. Like this, this is one movie that I don't think would get made today. Um, which in adverse of how that phrase is usually used is a good thing. So like, it's, you know, if there's been any progress made since then, it's that we are shocked that this movie got made um, at the time, and I I don't think that it would get through uh, um, a, like a production company and be able to you know be produced at this point. But it is uh, I don't know. I was just like continually shocked, especially knowing that he can't. Like you gave me a context before we really started watching was that he was an all American you know 
like yeah he like was already offensive an all, lineman all pro before before they like got. not all pro all american like yeah, so going to high school but all like american. it's yeah so then they have this whole fucking like you know arc where he is like you know you have sandra bullock who all of a sudden is you know a, a, a genius at coaching football and like now she knows all the you know how to get through to this kid and like all the you know he has to learn from her and he had no idea what he was doing and then the whole balloon scene, I brought it up earlier, but I, like, I'm amazed. He's playing football for the first time, and then you know he's presented as being like slow. Developmentally like, challenged, yeah, essentially. Which I don't think he movie. really is. Complete so, nonsense. Yeah, no, no, no. I mean, he, it is objectively nonsense. There was a yeah. report today, actually, that I, I just read that was released this morning where... Michael Orr said get in that the way of a terrible story. <laughs> well, yeah, where where yeah. he he said that he was the film did not portray the fact that he had never been given the resources to an ample education and right. like as soon as he had that he caught on like immediately yeah. and that he was already like we said an all-American lineman before they met. Right. So it's like like I said I this, read an article where you're saying like they didn't say anything about like my work ethic before that considering I was already mm-hmm. an all-American they just said oh he just like isn't oh, a natural wonder and he's huge so he's good at football. It's like well hold on. Yeah, uh, you know. The movie yeah. portrays him as entirely helpless, and honestly, like it, do, it, he doesn't even look like he knows what's what's happening. Like most of Michael Orr's appearances in the first few scenes of the movie, he's shown in these sort of shot reverse shots where he isn't saying anything. For the most part, he isn't even moving. Yeah, he has like twenty lines in the whole movie. Before we get into this, like scene by scene, something else that I wanted to uh, to bring up about it was uh, the connection to the book's author michael lewis uh Mm. is also the author of a book that we intend to talk on this podcast extensively about it at some point which of course is moneyball uh that's problematic but still not (laughs) like you know in a very very different way (laughs) yeah and uh yeah Bradford, I, I wanted to uh, to kick this over to you first because you tweeted that you had a few questions for uh moneyball mike so if you if you don't mind, what what were those? Yeah, um, I love to figure out what go what happens in his head that makes him think that the subject of his next book is a genius. Because <laughs> like, it seems as though far too often they are not nearly as successful as he portrays them to be. Look, we know we know about um we are learning perhaps but honestly probably should have known about leanne tui right Mm -hmm. but let's talk about let's talk about billy bean he has he has despite extremely limited resources built a good team for a really long time you know like he i mean my understanding is that he's barely involved with open a's you know, now like, or are you saying that? So- yeah. yeah, yeah. Now, Back you know, in the I think he has like a bit but, of you know, a figurehead role now yeah, or something. But, but yeah, he's, he's, but but uh, but you know, but for a really long time, you know. Yeah, of course. Um, they found uh, a way to but, compete for years. I you know with the yes, lowest payroll. Yeah, of course, of course. And, you know, and 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 the a, you know the A's were a lot like you know the Rays of your uh, you know of, of of yesteryear. Right. That right. They always they, they is that they they find good players where other people where other teams are not looking or not looking as well. Hey. Dope, seriously. Yeah, like, the you overlooked, know, you know, the the, the undervalued yeah, yeah, assets that, 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 or whatever. Yeah, yeah, right, exactly. Yeah, but he is all. But there also have been small market teams that have actually won the World Series. <laughs> there, right. You know, there are you know there are mid market teams yeah. that have won the World Series. Certainly, there are big market teams that have won the World Series. 
you know, um, really being seen to the nut, you know, like, and there's a course level of randomness there, you know, uh, admittedly, like that, that is certainly a part of his record, you know, and that the ultimate, and that he has actually not achieved the ultimate prize, you know? Yeah. That's the last, um, uh, the last, like, fr- it's so funny that that movie the whole time is like, you know, waxing poetic about how <laughs> smart he is. And it's like, by the way, it didn't work. It's like, <laughs> it's like, <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, yeah, there, there were, there were certainly limits. Yeah. You know? Um, in fact, if, if you know um, the race, right, which which take you know a similar moneyballish approach, right, to uh, building their rosters, have gone much farther. They limited payrolls, you know, that, similar sorts of you know problems. There, and even but, the the Rays are kind of like regular season yeah, champions. They, every they don't year. really They've never get, gotten over the line. In 2020, that was the closest they ever came. And I mean, you know, like yes, but but look, no, but no, yeah. but I mean, no, well, 2008, they went they went to the World Series as well. Oh, you know? that's true. That's true. I yeah. forgot about that. They yeah, went to the, the World Series. Was that like, the Carl Crawford the Rays, team. Yeah, the, the Rays win playoff games sometimes. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. 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 That's like true. Sometimes. Like yes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I remember no. like in what was it like that A's team was exciting, and I like you know I. At the time, I actually had a cousin who was working for the A's, so I was like, you know, oh, this is fun. Yeah, I get to, like, they're a fun and exciting team or whatever, but, like, they're still, it's like the eight, like the little scrappy A's coming in to face down the big bad Yankees. It's just like 0-2, and, you know, it's just, I don't know. It Like, when push comes to shove, they don't they don't shove. So like, it's, they never really did. I, you know, I know. it's it's interesting that that's he is lifted up as this, like, I don't know. We could also spin this into a whole thing about analytics as a whole because it didn't work. But um, we, I don't know. You know what? But, like, but, but I mean, again, I, I, I don't like attacking analytics for the same reason I don't like attacking like math. Well, I, no, 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 no. That's, I, that's not you know how I, mean? I meant it. Like, it has its place. Well, it has its place. We, it has its place. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I would it's never like, attack analytics. For, for I'm not. Are you, you know, for the, for the, for, for, or using it to, as, as, as a scientific curiosity to understand. Right. What makes someone good at you know at, at, at athletic competition? Right. Or using it to make sure that you uh, that that their production is divorced from the it's, revenue that they that they produce for you. Exactly. You know? Yeah. Like, My, what are you what are you using the math for? You know, it's like an Oppenheimer question, right? It's, <laughs> how are you going to use it? I don't want to let go of this. How are you using it? Yeah. Billy I'm, Bean is like no. looking at uh, the Rays and the <laughs> Orioles payroll, like the uh, Killian Murphy meme. Yeah. Um, God. Right. My, and, and so I mean, and this is this is well tread ground, guys. Like, like no, like, I'm not the first person to mention like. That that someone who is not mentioned in Moneyball is like Miguel Tejada, right? You know? they, or um, Jermaine Tye, yeah, or Eric Bedard, is you know, Barry Zito, yeah, Barry Zito, Eric Chavez, yeah, Eric Chavez, yeah. I'm sorry, yeah, wrong, Eric, wrong yeah. name. Yeah, like um, like talented, you know, who, like, like star players who, who, who they just yeah, forgot yeah, about. Exactly. Star, yeah, star level players. Miguel Tejada literally won the MVP award, if I'm not mistaken. You know? Right like, in that season, um, in the season they're yeah. talking about. Yeah, he's like barely. He's like not even in the movie. He's not in the movie. He's oh not. God. They don't mention his name once. Yeah. Because we have to spend like a half an hour trying to understand how Chris Pratt takes first. <laughs> like, you know, like that's, you know. Okay, like, to be fair, though, that Ron Washington scene is worth it for that. <laughs> that alone. But, yeah. But, but yeah. But Chris, Chris I mean, uh, yeah, Chris Pratt, yeah. Scott Hatterberg, you know, playing, playing, you know, the, uh, you know, found, the found money of sorts. You right. Know, Scott Hatterberg. Right. You know, again, good job. 
but it God. also has a similar thing with the like it just mentions it but chad bradford like they didn't like him because he threw weird it's like you know he it seems that he likes these uh these those kinds of like underdog stories because he he wanted to focus on them like you know a lot with you know with the a's and with uh you know michael or not getting the chance that he deserved because he was you know from you know from the hood or well, whatever he needed a white lady to let him play football it's like here, you know, here's what i think the yeah. connection is and it's something that i've been like trying to grasp for a little while is he likes to portray these underdog stories without ever critiquing the structures which right cause them to be underdogs like that's always been my problem with moneyball especially is like he talks so much about how billy bean is able to replace these players like giambi and damon with like three different guys who are able to match that production and like how you were able to get more wins on an mlb team without payroll but what's never said in that movie is that there could be more payroll. Like they could like <laughs> the owner could just write a books? check. <laughs> yeah. Like, like there's no reason that the A's have to be yeah. lower than like fifty feet of shit in that movie. Like right. it's only ever portrayed as well, this is the situation. This is, where, this is the way it is. So this yeah. is how we're gonna make it work. Like it makes it makes running a small market team seem like this like uh herculean task when more often than not it's the result of like a cheap owner and especially with the a's i mean now 20 years later it's a much different situation than it was then right but like i think there is value in telling a story where you don't necessarily like you just say this is the way it is and we're up against it and like that's you know that can be fun but like when it is a system that is you know right there to be critiqued and like you know mm-hmm. it's like, it's the you have the owner in the movie say like you know he's like i need more money it's like well why don't we like you know there's no scene where Brad Pitt is like, you are making millions off of it or whatever. No. It's like, you know, also, again, it's just the owner is like on speakerphone yeah. in that movie for two seconds. And no, that's no, it. no, no. They go in and have a meeting with him. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. For, but it's the same either way. Thing. It doesn't matter. It's like we just, we're not going to do it. Yeah. We're not. Says you, this is what you got. Or um, whatever. It's like, but right, it's well. and the thing that's, I think that's missed ultimately in, in, you know, it's like, it's because Michael Lewis, I believe is Michael part Redmond. of the structure that creates, Faulty underdog narratives. Right, right, <laughs> yeah. He is, he is very much ingrained himself in this. He profits he, off of it. Yeah. You know, best-selling author who tells stories about white people right. who are mm-hmm. not as inte- intelligent as, or, or, or are just not intelligent, as, as uh, excellent. Right, right, <laughs> what they right, do right. As the, as, uh, as the people the they're making their, uh, yeah, <laughs> in, their, right. in, their, in their field between, you know, Miguel, to, Miguel Tejada right. versus, you know, versus Billy Bean, you know? Like, um... Billy Bean, you know, um, again, he's like, yeah, so to be clear, he's a, he's a baseball player and he's not necessarily a smart guy. Like, so he, there's a lot of insights that he truly had that were uh, very important and, and forward thinking at the time. But like, uh, there are more Billy Beans than there are Miguel Tejadas. Right. You know, the, the, uh, the black Dominican immigrant from Bani. Who you know? Who against all yeah. odds? <laughs> I know, how about where's you know? the Miguel Tejada like, movie? Like, <laughs> like, yeah, man. No, you know what I'm I mean, shows up and wins but, an MVP you know, but, but, but on a struggling again, team. What, what kind of stories you want to tell? Right. You know? Like, what kind of stories you, you, do you think are, people are drawn to? What kind of stories do you think sell books and movies? Yeah. You know, it's it, it's it, it's about the Billy Beans and the uh, Leanne Tuies. You know, it, it, at least in, at least in the minds of many many. Uh, executives and uh and, and yeah, yeah i guess the people who make the business decisions it's about how you frame the story and this is like yeah. both of these stories are not like you know very clearly now especially with you know the all of you know the analysis people have done on both of them um like they don't they they 
obfuscate like you know a lot of facts that really kind of played a hand in in the actual story that would have made it better but since he wants to frame it the way that he wants to frame it it just like you know it it becomes this uh you know this spun narrative that does not tell the whole yeah. story and yeah Money. tells a nice little hollywood story in a like the package neatly with a bow tie on it but it's like uh it does not represent the people involved and especially when you tell stories like this involving real people who can then come back and say like hey that's not how that went down uh i don't know you're playing with fire a little bit <laughs> you know yeah yeah it's it, it, it bothers me like and but uh you know you already knew that <laughs> um, I'd assume. That's why yeah. I'm here, but like, right. but that's the you know, but but that, that's sort of my my thing with with, uh, with Michael Lewis, and I think I, I would say that there was a, quite a mask off moment connected to the blind side with him. Mm-hmm. Um, when you see, um, if you're not sure if you guys caught this, but there were, he had a, he did an interview. Um, I want to say that it was like a Google talk or something like that uh, around the time that the either the book came out or the movie came out. You know, probably the movie, right? And he says something to the effect of this. It's like, let me try make sure I quote him correctly. But like, you know, but but it's a very you know, it's a, it's why a not make it up? He does that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Let me let me pull Michael Lewis. Yeah. Um, he was on the dean's list at Ole Miss, referring to Michael Mike Mike Orr. Okay. Which is a lot of the dean's list at Ole Miss. And now, whether that is true or not, right? Why would you say that? <laughs> What do you what do you get out of that? Yeah. And of course, you know, too much of too much of laughs, you know. Um, you know, you you know, it's 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 played purely as a joke, not as a structural critique of uh, you know, um his portrayal. A compassionate like, a compassionate structure compassionate structural critique about the fail, failures of uh uh so so called student athletics, you know. Right. Um and it, you know, he, yeah, he gets into that stuff, and he's and he's fairly, he's more perceptive, you know, later in the in the talk. But you know, but right there, he's just punching down on a man who could punch him into the ground. <laughs> he had heard that, <laughs> right, <laughs> right, know? right. Um, and, and, and it's real, it's like it's nasty work, man. Like, and so that you know, like, again, whether or not that's true, maybe, you know, whether or not you know Michael or or deserved to be in the dean's list or not, there is no business airing him out like that, right. uh, airing out someone who who's story has provided so much personal benefit to you you know like Al, yeah. because you got the best seller you got to sell the book rights you know you, you know you're you're becoming a millionaire because you know you because this guy trusted you right you know to tell with, the with story the yeah, yeah. Of his, with a part, part of his life you know right. a very serious and and, and and fraught you know part of his life and that's and you like, still had to go yeah you still had to go and and, and insult his intelligence you know to, you know in front of I don't know, hundreds if not thousands of people, you know, at the I mean, millions with the movie. Home. I mean, the movie insults you know? his intelligence. It's, you know. Oh, yeah. it, it, the movie does, but, you know, just assuming for a second that Michael Lewis is just, behind, you know. Just like, behind in that room. Yes. You know, all yeah, time, yeah. you know, but, but, he cert- but the movie certainly captures the exact spirit. Right. Of, of, what, of what he says in that moment. Something I, I actually felt like when we were watching the movie is now that the, like, facade is off and we know more about the actual story, like, that would make a good movie. Like, the the kid who, you could even frame it the same way, but, like, take, like, a critical look at the power structures and, like, the like inherent yeah. imbalance of power in this relationship between these people and how it, it was ultimately exploited by if you want to use Michael Orr as rich, like, like yeah. fast food magnates, yeah. like that is an incredibly 
American story. Extended and, and the fact that college. it was portrayed like yeah. this for the audience that it was, and it won an Oscar, and it almost won Best Picture, and then it made $300 million. That's just as American. Point I was going to say, if you want to then use him as like a stand-in piece or like, you know, a, uh, like, what's the word I'm looking for? Avatar? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like an avatar for exploited black athletes who go through, you know, the NCAA and like they are a whole other, like, you know, there is a very, very good story to tell of, you know, but mostly poor black athletes, especially with football being that it's a fucking blood sport. I mean, it's like there is, you know. There's a story to tell there that this does not even want to touch. Mm-hmm. So it's like it's and it, it, can't, it, it can't it can't it couldn't conceive of that story. Yeah, no, it doesn't want it, to it's, it's, deal it's with too, that. Yeah, it's too enamored. It, you know, it's got too big a crush on 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 Leanne. Right. You know, and her, <laughs> right, and her, right. her twang and the way she sashes her hips as right. she uh, as she repeatedly says, you know, more and more condescending and racist things. Yes, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Everyone, everyone, in, in everyone and everywhere, um, all the time. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Like, Oh my god, dude! Yeah. She is like um, so she is like the living embodiment of that Sarah Palin quote, where it was like the difference between a uh, hockey mom and a pit bull is just lipstick. Like oh I feel god. like <laughs> I feel like that's what what they were going for is like that exact like cultural yeah. moment when like people thought that that was cool, <laughs> like and that's what they were going for with like her her character, like yeah. especially when like Tim McGraw's in the car saying like, "Oh, I've seen that look. She's about to get She's her way. Get her way." Like and then the whole. Like, she oh, hates god. her husband so much it's so funny oh my god it's awful but like it's yeah you know, yeah it's like man it's really i don't know there's just that character specifically too i was saying in the beginning i was like because you said she looked like a mega church pastor and I was like <laughs> yeah pretty much if you told me that this was a story about these kids who like charitably like brought in this this young kid who needed them and all these things or it's about a story about where they you know saw something in this kid and they realized that hey we if he makes any money we could make some money off of him instead i would believe the second one <laughs> like, yeah I, I like yeah. not only did they pick the false narrative they, they picked don't the seem one like that, that was less interesting <laughs> yeah. like yeah. Moneyball 2 is going to be about Brad Pitt like stalking a Cuban 15-year-old. <laughs> um. You know, it's, it's funny you say that because that reminds me of something uh, early in the film that I feel like almost kind of like snitches on itself. Yeah. In a way. Like, Let's get into and, it. And that's, when, and that's that scene in the beginning where uh, the coach is trying to rationalize why he wants Mike enrolled in school yeah. despite him not having the apparent ac- academic you know capacity or track record to 0.6 gpa you know? or whatever yeah, like yeah. you know to be to be enrolled or certainly play you know play play sports there you right. Know? right right um, and he says in effect of like you know it's the right and honorable christian thing to do <laughs> oh we can now, by now, the now, way. now later in the film <laughs> yeah it, you know he's exposed for being somewhat hypocritical there because you know he you know as he's complaining about like you know michael not catching on quickly enough to how to play, you know, how to play football, right. you know, um, how to play football correctly. And he starts complaining and someone, you know, and uh, Leanne says, hey, wasn't it the right Christian thing to do? Basically being like, aren't you, you know, shouldn't you be, shouldn't you, re- shouldn't you remember, you know, the reason right. why we all said we were going to do this, you know, yeah. um, as a po- pointing out his hypocrisy. But, you know, I think it actually in its own way touched on something pretty, pretty honest and true about everyone yeah. <laughs> involved in this operation. And it's, the, it's just false. in the ways that yeah. people rationalize why they do what they do. Right. I don't think, I, I, I mean, I I certainly hope that uh, Leanne and them uh, were not conspiring to find 
a large man who could fit on offensive line. <laughs> Truth is strange and fiction, Get Out exists for a reason. Because I said this movie felt like Get Out. Yeah. How it is. Yeah. Right. It sure does. Right. Yeah. Like Get Out from Michael's work. Yeah. By Michael Lewis. Yes. It's like if um. Bradley Whitford's Get Out. Yeah. Sorry. Continue. Nature is that like assuming that they weren't conspiring right from the get from 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 day one actively at the forefront of their mind right to go out and 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 extract a boy for labor right uh freely yeah um. Like, you know, people, we all often rationalize the choices that we make and the reasons for why we make the choices that we do when, when they're, you know, and, and attach valor when it, when they're, you know, to it, when it's really just greed and narcissism. That is, I, I, and I believe that is the more likely and common reason that something like this could happen, you know, yeah. and, and, you know, and this is, of course, assuming my, Michael Orr's account, you know, is, is fully validated. You know, um, as, right. as certainly, you know, we, we certainly, I guess, hope that, uh, you know, that, 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 the, that the full truth comes out through, you know, the legal proceedings coming up. But anyway, even even if they're not cartoony villains twirling their mustache, you know, <laughs> like you're trying to figure out how to, you know, I don't know, kill the Avengers or whatever. Yeah, like, this would be worse. Um, yeah. You know, it's still, um, you know, um, it, it's it's still nonetheless a, uh, in its own way, like a, like a, it's, inadvertently insightful about how white people think about themselves it's I, like <laughs> there's there's that scene at the end where she you know she's like am i a bad person and they're like you know it's like why do i do the things that i do like and she's like you just want to yes, help everyone right, it's right. like well hold on <laughs> like now knowing it's what like, we know it's, it's like, like, like you, you, it's like you stopped her for a moment she was almost like, there she was let her go there, so like, <laughs> yeah offenses. Yeah, she needs to think about that, Tim. Like <laughs> they create like so many like two-dimensional side racists for her to like morally posture over where they yeah. where they can like prove that she's like They give you the cartoon villain. to them. Yes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like I will say like two things that this movie did that like actually made me laugh. One was the thing oh. where he had a different shirt in every scene <laughs> well and we were we were we were saying because yeah. we realized he wore the same shirt for the first 45 minutes and then she took him shopping he was wearing a different color of the same shirt for the next 45 minutes no. the other thing was yeah. when um sandra bullock called the redneck at the football game uh deliverance that that got a laugh out of me as well but um that was just I, like i died laughing when they said that he first of all a few things early on when they're like we don't even know how old he is and they're like we only have a few records it says here his iq test scored in the six percent yeah it's like, like how you know do when you he have his born, IQ test. but he took an iq test and also then they're like he scored in the fourth percentile in math six percentile oh, in gosh. science but there was one thing that he did well and she's like what was it like 98th percentile in protective instincts i'm like oh fuck off Just, <laughs> he was he was born to block <laughs> it's like this another is one of those like hold it's for a ridiculous yeah. moment yeah like oh my god he's he was you know he was born to be a lineman it's like mm-hmm. okay this is I, it's I mean, it's just so insulting to this man. <laughs> like, oh my god, it's yeah. it's amazing. Um, but yeah, I mean, but why don't we why don't we like really get into this movie now? Start, yeah, like, well, um, Bradford, any any last? Uh, oh yeah, little, yeah, yeah, Bradford. <laughs> anything else before we like quick really? shots you want to get in? I'm excited. I'm excited to unpack. You're good. This, okay. Uh, yeah. Very uh, beautifully shallow. <laughs> beautifully shallow. Uh, Didn't name my next of, album. Um, <laughs> of uh, how. Uh, white people see black people how white people see themselves 
All right, let's do it. Well, it starts with Sandra Bullock uh, narrating Joe Theismann's infamous injury where Lawrence Taylor snapped his leg and he never played football again, uh, which is immediately cynically used as like a comparison to like what can happen if nobody's watching your back, like which immediately cuts to the introduction of Michael Orr, who was introduced as this impoverished kid with a drug-addicted mother uh, and an absent father who is big and tall and uh, athletically gifted. Like we said, though, that the movie incorrectly portrays him like essentially as being developmentally challenged. And whatever happened to Steven? Steven? Steven's the kid that the... It was Big Tony, I think, right? Brock brought the two of them to the high school. He was like, Steven... We never see him. We never yeah. see him never again. Seen. Never see him again. You know, it's like, you know, it's like his, like... You know, That's why he was there. The world. Yeah. He's just a plot device. And so t- the guy who brings um, Michael to the school, just for context, brought along. He, he brought Mike along because he had this kid, Steven, who was supposed to be this amazing athlete. And he's like, that's the kid you want. But also, like, there's also Big Mike. He's just there to ride along or whatever. And then they look out, and then he's like, oh, well, Big Mike's the guy we want. Steven apparently is an amazing athlete. We never hear from him again. <laughs> yeah, he's he's just purely a, a plot device. Yeah. But anyway, Sandra Bullock, uh, Leanne Tui, shows up at the, the same school dressed like the Righteous Gemstones. Um, <laughs> <laughs> she's got her husband who is uh sean tui and her kid tim mcgraw yeah portrayed by tim mcgraw and her kid sj who truly is just an all-time shitty movie kid oh my god like this kid is is basically more out of without like 1986 <laughs> like he introduces yeah. his dad as he owns a million taco bells so I'm immediately like, oh, Jesus. Um, Taco Bell. Sean Tui, like, basically doesn't have anything to do in this movie. He's kind of just, yeah, he like... bullied a- by Sandra Bullock. Along for the ride. Like, the inciting incident, of course, is when uh, they, they're driving home and they find him walking down the street and she tells them to stop the car and goes out and talks to him. Like, she says, do you have anywhere to go? And where they agree to take him in. Even during that scene, like, I wondered if it's paced so awkwardly that i i was wondering if like the original script maybe like had his character offering like some initial resistance and then they cut that because they had to portray everybody as like equally angelic tim mcgraw also is just like beige paint in this movie like he (laughs) he does nothing like i don't I, i barely remember that he was in it at all baffling scenes for me in which they inform uh michael Orr that his father has died and that the man who was tasked with telling him for some reason makes the insane choice of like turning it into a riddle (laughs) where he's like there was a man and he jumped michael do you remember the story and we don't know (laughs) if he fell but Michael, that man was your father. <laughs> I was also very surprised at like how much of the plot moving forward, like as it becomes apparent that they're going to adopt him, like becomes about the legal specifications right. of the adoption. Like that honestly shocked me. Like now that we know the, the truth about it, like yeah. you would expect that somebody in their position who at the time would have been like, we're get away, we're getting away with something crazy. Like they might want to gloss over those details yeah I, well there's also there's what the moment God. where they say like well he's 17 he's about to be 18 there's like no point to adopt him so it's like oh well 
That means so you're worried about yeah. having responsibility for him. Like later on, that's the reason that they don't want to do it. Like they don't want to adopt him because they'd have to take on full legal responsibility for what? Like six months? Like once you turn eighteen, you are you know no longer legally responsible for like your children. I don't think so. Like, that's I don't know. Yeah, they they make so much of a question about what they're going to do about it, and then like act, and then the movie portrays them as like heroes for ultimately adopting him so like like we said you know the the fact that all of this new information has come to light over the past week it just it just adds to an even more cynical reading of what was already a very cynical movie another one of those like side characters i was talking about like that scene where she is at at lunch and um the woman says something like oh aren't you scared about having your daughter in this under the same roof is this like large man or whatever and she says shame on you and it's like this whole moral posturing scene um oh uh, yeah it was where she she says is this like a white guilt thing oh yeah oh yeah yeah. i mean honestly it's kind of of connects it to just what we were saying earlier about how the film in certain ways tells on itself it's aware that this is something that like, needs to be questioned. It's, it's, <laughs> right. It's like it's like, you know, the worst person we know at that point made an excellent point. <laughs> you know, they like, do nothing to elaborate like, on it. It's, yeah. a, it's a it's a reasonable question. Right. <laughs> at this juncture. Yeah. And then she treats it like she's just like what is wrong with you? It's like, maybe you should ask that question. Then it goes, you know, she goes off by some clothes, they go to the DMV. Um there's the whole scene where she is like raising hell with the like government workers um there's a scene where she goes and meets michael's mother who then calls leanne a fine christian lady truly i couldn't believe how explicitly religious and even political that this movie is like when kathy bates shows up as michael's tutor and they make the whole thing of I'm a Democrat, and she's like, <laughs> and it's, it's like a that big gotcha moment. Like that, <laughs> like it's 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 played for a laugh in a movie, but like that's like the that is like one of the things I was talking about where I was saying like that is the last possible moment where you could have the protagonists of a, a Academy Award winning movie um, othering Democrats and like acting. Treating them like like uh, aliens, like it goes without saying that America has become so like politically divided that that could never play for a general audience anymore. But like, even at the time, like I, I was I was pretty shocked just watching this, even as a cultural relic of a time when I felt like discussing politics in the mainstream at all was thought of as pretty taboo, yeah, or at least that's a good point. That was my like memory of it, and I was. I was very surprised that they like turned it up to that level like politically, but especially with the, you know, you're a fine Christian lady scene and like we got, it's the right Christian thing to do. And like, there's talk about all the Christian stuff. Cause it's like, I I feel like we already are. I mean, like, no, it's just like, (laughs) I mean, it's so much. It's like, there's, (laughs) there was the, the moment where he goes, I wanted to get him out of the public school, and I needed to make sure he got into a nice Christian school. Or whatever. Yeah, like, yeah. Oh my. Yeah. But then Man, the first—that's the first scene. Five yeah. minutes of the movie. It, One it of the first scenes advocates for private religious education. Right. Um, <laughs> there's like literally a. Scene. I worked in private or religious education as a substitute teacher. It had nothing to do with the religious aspect, just as a sub. 
uh, let me tell you, it's it's different than the public education that I got, and there's, not much for better. <laughs> so it's uh, I don't know. There's literally a scene where Michael Orr is like leaving his like neighborhood basketball court and he walks and he looks up at like a Christian yeah. school sign. And I'm like, God, was this like, truly, I, I think if what, if this movie was, was made today, it would be for the like, God's not dead audience. It's it would just, be for the, the like explicitly right wing Christian movies. What was it? The sound like, those of are freedom so, types. Like, yeah. Like, something like that. I mean, yeah. some of the things that are said in this movie would just only be able to exist in like, something like that today yeah, where it's, it's like very specific one of those yeah. cheap movies that's made just for like old people yeah. you know um the kind of thing that, that is that is that is made so that you could buy it at a walgreens for two dollars <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> like, they show it on the bus like, like cocoon <laughs> it's like <laughs> yeah. but you yeah. know like it's like the the religious stuff is interesting like on one hand it's some like it's part of the more honest parts of this and that right. it is depicting a kind of world where people buy into Christ, Christ, the values right is very is very important you know at least the christian faith as they as they believe and articulate it you know is very important you know what i mean these are, these are not secular you know this is not the the uh the reddit conservative part of our day you know right 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 <laughs> um, but, they, but they're, they're you know they're different you know <laughs> right um they're evangelicals, they're evangelicals, or yes. evangelicals right but like um and so you know, building that world, it actually, I think the movie does do a decent job of doing that in some, in some ways. In some ways, right? Like, I mean, this but, is the world that they live in. Like, it, you know, it makes yeah. sense that they would all be like that. Yeah. Yeah, right. Exactly. You know, and then, but then at the same time, it's the, because the movie is not sufficiently introspective, you know, yeah. any sort of insights, as we, you know, been a narrative, I mean, a, a recurring theme in this conversation. Is that uh, all the insights are uh, stumbled upon by accident? <laughs> they don't mean to make you think, but then yeah, you have to. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but like, um, but there's so much more to the story of a school like this. Like Christian schools in the South have a really sordid history, especially if this school was was founded anywhere after 1960. Okay. Like, yeah, they're, they were they're, they're segregation factories, right? You know, mm-hmm. like. It's a reason to get the white kids away, kind of. Created because public schools were being integrated with black people in their their city or town. Um, And according to again Michael Willis, if you read if you read his essay, "The Ballad of Big Mike," so if you don't want to like you know spend five dollars on you know or five cents, I guess it's probably at this point. (laughs) Copy (laughs) the blind side, blind side of the book. you know, uh, his father pulled her out of the Memphis City public school system, and you know, at, right after it, they had officially integrated in 1973, which is hella late, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, you think about civil rights history because Ruby Bridges was, you know, integrating in the 50s, right? <laughs> but like, right. um, but whatever, um, you know, Brown v. Board of Education, it's yada 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 stuff that I, a third of this country, you know, it's probably illicit to even say this, so. You know, um, this podcast might be banned. None of them are <laughs> listening to us. Oh my god, we! I think we have pissed them off. But <laughs> if they were, they would have anyway. been gone by episode two. <laughs> but true, but true, Stample facts. Nineteen seventy-three, um, Memphis City Schools, you know, integrated and uh, and so and, and of course, private private prep, you know, Christian prep schools, you know, arrived uh, to. For people with the means, you know, to do so, right? To seg- to to uh, to segregate, you know, I mean, uh, to, to resegregate, right? 
Right, right. Um, uh, and, and so, they, so they, they would not have to have the Michael Orr's in the world in a school. Uh, Leanne Tui's, you know, father pulled her out, as I just said, from public school to 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 that Christian school that Michael Orr ends up attending, you know, um, as a way of, uh, you know, um, yeah, keeping, you know, I guess, instilling the values. Yeah, they did. So, so in some ways, I can imagine it's like I can imagine Leanne Tui thinking, man, I am not my father's daughter, which is a point that that, that he actually actually. Uh, kind of makes during one of those those salad dinners, right. salad lunches. They right. do mention right. it right. very, very when, briefly. When, 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 when they when they fear monger about her her dad, right? yeah, he'd be and rolling like, over you know, or something you know, by now. Rolling over yeah. his grave, right? You know, like you know, and so I'm sure she took that as a point of like pride in that, like, no, I've taken a step further, you know, where like you know, my dad wouldn't, you know, when when be seen with a negro, right? Here I am, you know, um, I don't know, letting him drive a car, you know, that's something, you know, I, I, and. I, and and so, but, but again, it just like it, in its own weird and pro- and unintentional way, it shows the insidiousness and the and uh, or or I should say the the uh, adaptability of racism. Right. You know, absolutely. You'll find like, a you lane. Think you've esca- you, you think you've escaped. You know, right. The, gender, the sins of the past, but here you are reproducing it in your own way. Um, that may not be like literal lynching, but it's still right. insufficient right. for the kind of world that I want to live in. That's interesting. I like. I mean, that's I. That makes like I had not thought about you know the the role of a Christian school in the South. Like that's interesting. I I, I just hadn't I wasn't aware about of it. that yeah. particular history. Uh, it no. makes complete um, sense. That, that yeah, true all over the American Southeast. Yeah, and was also according to Michael Lewis's essay, which again. It's Michael Lewis, so right. gigantic asterisk in one hundred and seventy four. Sure. sure. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. like, you know, what was a school that was um, you know, erected right around the time that uh that Memphis integrated. Man. Wow, man. That adds a lot. That makes it worse. <laughs> so much worse. But I mean it's that that story is interesting though, right? Oh, yeah, no, it, it is it, it, fascinating. It, it is. I it, you know, that's the that's the other half of Southern religion that you know that uh it's what it's used get, for. Yeah. It doesn't I, get rendered um, and articulated in this movie, but it would be fascinating, and that's worth you know, and and, and could make for a good movie. Here had the ability to make a good movie, which you know. Every fascinating thing about this movie, we learn about it afterwards. Yeah, <laughs> and it's nothing to do with the actual text of the film. <laughs> Absolutely, <laughs> the reason that all of the Christian like iconography and the the way that they speak and everything comes off the way it does to us now is because that we have associated it. Like we we sort of know things like that without knowing it. You know what I mean? Like you feel it in the way that they speak and what it. You know why they use religion as like the the stick that they use it as like you know to like the way they want to control things or whatever because when you have conservative southern christians like saying things about that you know inherently that why they're doing it is because they want their own way where it can appeal to you know whether it's uh homophobia racism whatever like anything that they don't like um, you know, they, they see use it as religion as the means. stick to keep you in line and not expose them to it. So um, that's kind of why I think you know when you hear them saying that's the Christian thing to do, it's like okay, like you know we know what that means. It do- it means that you it's it means the the way that you are going to keep thing keep your order and not let anybody else into it. Yeah, uh, this this yeah. movie like never questions like their idea of what it it is to like be a Christian. Like and. Yeah. How could it when it's like no it, it there's it's yeah it's <laughs> not like, gonna <laughs> like yeah, yeah it, it has to be done like culturally and like the fact that that this looks so ridiculous to us fifteen years later like and it it was such a success and 
2009. Like, almost won Best Picture. I, I almost don't know. Yeah, it almost won Best Picture. Like, I almost like don't know what to to make of that. No, I. Here's I, a question. Yeah. Would this make Obama's like summer reading list? Yes. If he was <laughs> the, at the time, yeah. Like, <laughs> yes, definitely. Like, right? imagine Twitter's around in 2006 or whatever. Yeah. Right? Like, this is the kind of stuff that <laughs> would have been drops like. His, play, his playlist, and it's like, you know, the Black Eyed Peas. Right. And, you know, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, like, yeah. Um, I mean, it's, Kanye, it's the. Kanye back when, back the, when he was an anathema. Right. And, uh, <laughs> right. and that's also, you know, um, yeah, this new Michael Lewis book. It's those side. those centrist I, I totally politics from like back then when it was yeah. like you know anything that like not only not like that disregards the the role that race plays in a in a in something like this a story like this and just like tries to look at the human side or whatever without acknowledging the politics or like the history behind it. Um, yeah, just being like, well, can't we just have a nice story or whatever? It's like that kind of. He you know, would, yeah. He would put yeah. this next to something that's like politically radical, like he did with the uh, the card counter, where everybody's like, "What?" what? And it's just like so frustrating that everyone's like, "What do you think the movie's about, dude?" Like oh that. I feel like you have that experience with Obama's lists, like every year. But to yeah. answer the question, I absolutely do think this would make it. It would be right next to like my beautiful dark twisted fantasy, <laughs> whenever those came out. <laughs> um, <laughs> Once it turns into sort of a montage for college coaches like recruiting Michael Orr and like when you have all these shots of like Nick Saban going, wow, or literally Tommy Tuberville being like, (laughs) I want him. Like it's crazy that he's in the movie, but even just moving past that, like once it, it goes into that for like 15 20 minutes and at that point it kind of goes from being a like oh, it starts really hate dragging. watch to just oh being a God. drag like i don't really have anything interesting to say about that section of the movie i, other than I will say boring that that again if you want to if they wanted to have made that interesting again the ncaa exploiting like you know like poor kids you could do the whole thing them giving yeah. them anything they want the family can have whatever they want and all and it's you know strictly due to you know his athleticism or whatever and they're like going to make sure that like the family is set it's i don't know there's there's a lot that you can you know that you could have done with that scene because all these colleges well, start of showing course up the yeah. argument is I, I would i would just i would very gently push back on that and say that the movie does make a subtle argument about the NCAA's failures with not with the, the lady love, at the end, the or? true and pure love of the family, right? <laughs> yeah. You know, like yeah. with the the, 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 with the first scene of the movie, right? right. Which right, then right. gets you know becomes a climactic. Um, you never asked why I wanted to go there. Yeah, yeah, like you know of the of this woman who, by the way, happens to be black. Um, the you know the black characters in this film, even besides Michael, are very interesting, and in, uh, and the sort of archetypes that they are all. Uh, place to perform in right um but uh but she's you know is highly skeptical you know that uh that these nice little white christian family could be that nice right right right. (laughs) you know and and truly only want to raise him uh for his benefit and not for their own we were saying last Uh, night which is like a totally legitimate thing to she's she's now with modern reading yeah she's the hero of the movie she's the hero now now she is yeah (laughs) God. <laughs> like, like she is now the hero if you watch that now it's like yeah let's go like yes question it like, um, <laughs> if, for, if, if we haven't made it quite clear for the listener there uh there's an arc towards the back end of this movie where uh they they start 
looking into uh, the Tui's adoption, quote unquote, of Michael Orr and like whether it was used as a recruitment tool for Ole Miss. Of course, the movie even uh, which it just absolved. misses the mark, just just a little <laughs> well, no, bit. It, <laughs> but then it like wildly misses the mark by yeah. even ab- absolving them of that by having the whole scene where like right. where he says where she says to him. Michael, if you go to college, you should go to Tennessee, which the movie makes it clear that the family yeah. famously hates. Um, it's just her telling him what to do. Again. You have the whole yeah. thing with Kathy Bates telling like a campfire ghost story about <laughs> Tennessee, which like it's absurd that he. I was in this movie called Misery, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> From there, it goes into the whole like I'm a Democrat thing, and then yeah. Tim McGraw has the line like, "Who thought we would have a black son before we knew a Democrat?" Or which that's a wild line. <laughs> that's a crazy My God. Line. Um, I kind of love that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, man. Yeah, I, got, I got organic, you know, LOLs. <laughs> yeah, and, and then, like, not because it wanted to. <laughs> Before we get to, like, the, like, ending, ending here, one thing that I felt was well, there it did. really should not have been blown over or played as it was was at his graduation scene where they, they put, oh put up God. this, like, baby picture of him, and they ask, where did you get this picture yeah. of him? And she goes, like, oh, it's just a, like, stock photo I found on the internet. And she cut it out of a magazine or and, something. And, like, yeah. they play it and as, and like, a nice... With no, with no criticism. No, no. It's, tr- it's her, like, oh, what a nice thing to do for him. What? Like, they portray what? it as like the nicest thing ever. Like there's a shot. Like you you go you go with a picture of a fat fat black baby. Yeah, and then and we're like, here, this is Michael. And said, yeah, that's no, a fucking no, always sunny bit. And you, really <laughs> and you thought that was to your credit. Yeah, and then she's like, am I a bad person? <laughs> Good like, God. Yeah. Well, like the, there's like. Uh, yo, <laughs> that that's the moment that you're like, hey, maybe remember when you uh, remember when you grabbed a magazine clipping of a black baby? And you're like, that's Michael. Like, may pro- probably my not greatly. And is that like, you know, it's all these baby pictures, right? Um, oh my God. Yeah. But you know, in that again, going back, referring back to the New York Times Magazine piece, um, the two the. Uh, the Tuies apparently had a um, a picture of Michael as a child because it, because there's, there's a there's a a picture of him maybe he's, maybe he's like ten or so sure you know? but like one that would would have been fine yeah you, know? like you could do that like the whole the whole like he clearly stands out in the school everyone knows I actually want to go back in that scene and see you know? if anybody else had like, one that was not just a baby yeah, picture yeah, yeah. that it's, would it's, be it's, so it's much worse in, 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 in the NYT Mac story like they have a picture of him as a kid right oh my god you know, and it's the, credit, the photo credit is from the Tui family right. which means oh, so they had that they could have done that they didn't even have to include that scene the film tells you <laughs> the film tells you that they had it like, they just so, decided that, that would be cool yeah like yeah, like the magazine article says that it has it, and yet the film was still like, oh god, no, no, we can go more. Like, we can make it, we can make it worse. We can make it, we can make it worse. But again, it was all, it was all to make Leanne Tui more sympathetic, right? Because she went out of her way to go, I do this supposed to be nice thing. I mean, there were a few moments where I think we were like, what? It was like that. The the ninety eight percent in the protective instincts and the father dying, we were just like, what is happening? <laughs> like, are you serious? The, You're not gonna like you know analyze yourself on that one, maybe like the announcement of oh of God. his father's death was for me the most absurd. Oh, part and of the, the movie, balloons. I, yeah. Which oh yeah, I mentioned like, the mentioned yeah. the balloons too. Yeah. 
but you do oh that right God. now actually that's yeah well so that's when he's he's playing football um for like the first time he's all american at the, in real life he's um by the way we yeah. should mention he's portrayed in the scene as not knowing what he's doing yeah. on a football field he like has no idea how to play he's like getting into this like terrible stance and all these things and then it, there's a moment where he's like mid block and he gets distracted by a thing of like a cluster of balloons in the air. And then the coach is like, they're balloons, Michael focus or whatever. It's like, are you fucking kidding me? Ridiculous. Like, that, that, is, that actually made it into the, movie. I mean, who like what the, fu- it felt like that was a bit from a, a terrible, like Adam Sandler movie about like some, you yeah, know, no, kid who gets scooped up to play football. Like, I mean, it's like, I, I mean, that was uh, like amazing that that got in. I, I, I <laughs> truly shocking. Yeah. yeah, and then it, that also goes back to the same thing. Then when uh, Leanne, not like she has to then go explain how football works to him, and all of a sudden he's getting into a beautiful three point stance and like you know learning it. He like sheds a block and he picks up another guy coming in off the edge. It's like he didn't know how to do that a second ago, and then Leanne told him to protect them like their family, and all of a sudden he has a great technique. <laughs> like all these yeah, things. Yeah, like, she tells him to pretend that the quarterback is her and that the running back is her son and all of a sudden he's andrew thomas like yeah and then um getting into the end like sort of the climax of the movie another truly dog shit scene where he goes (laughs) back to his old neighborhood and confronts the like drug dealer oh wait what did his imdb say hold on the like head of the gang or whatever and it's a t-dog from the walking Dead. E. singleton or Iron yeah singleton. yeah irony yeah. singleton um is a capital e i don't know if it's irony or Iron. yeah and <laughs> yeah. like i i and it's worth, worth noting that, that this man has been um talking wild disrespectful about lee about sandra bullock's you yes. know tight booty yeah yeah the whole time the whole also movie. wait yeah. like, so like he, he he's slobbering over this white woman I, you know, <laughs> like um in, in throughout the uh you know, throughout the film. Yeah, so yeah. Whenever, whenever Every time shows she up, shows up, usually, yeah. Usually, usually in a distance. Calls her uh, Snowflake, which is really funny. He, you know, yeah. And like, I, um, it, it's, it is uh, tropey to say the least. Yes, yes. A little bit too yeah. much. Like how, you know, um, how uh, this uh, black male degenerate couldn't, couldn't, you know, I don't know, keep a zipper up. That climactic scene even culminates in him making a violent rape threat towards like yeah. Sandra Bullock and her daughter to which Michael Orr snaps and like attacks him right. and like that's you know the protect your family Mike like <laughs> physical yeah. altercation that they need for like the to lead to the like denouement or whatever right. but it's it really just a plot device of a scene that again plays into like just some of the worst racist perceptions then by the way he has flashbacks during that scene to when he was taken away from his mother as a baby yes he does cps or something which by the way they do not touch that at all and that seems like a really important thing for this whole kid's backstory where he's you know separated from his mother maybe we could talk about that at all but it's completely relegated to just like random flashbacks that barely tell the story like i don't know i like the things that they choose to elaborate on or go into is it, it, it's telling to say the least. The only appearance of Michael Orr's mom actually in the the movie is when she's telling Sandra Bullock what a nice Christian lady she right, is. Right, right. Literally, like yeah. that she says completely that, yeah. ridiculous. Yeah, I mean that that scene just feels gross to watch. Like knowing that it's definitely fabricated, just like the 
the rest of this. Um, it might not be hyperbolic to call this the most exploitative movie of the century. <laughs> Especially, it's a true... This He's a real person with an actual story that this just is not... A real person whatever. with a much more interesting yeah. story than this. Yeah. Uh, when, one of the final scenes of the movie where they're dropping him off at college, uh, Sandra Bullock says to him, if you get a girl pregnant oh my God. out of wedlock, I'm going to come back here and cut off your penis. Yeah. And he's like, truly absurd. Okay. <laughs> um, like what? <laughs> Bradford, you you wanted to comment on that. Yeah, let, let's let's talk about the blindsided sex. Yeah. Yes. Oh Seriously. yeah. Because because I find that to be I find it, I find that to again be in it unintentionally one of the most interesting parts of this film. Yeah. And one of the mo- and one of the most uh, grotesque actually because there is that scene right where you know right where he's dropped off and he says I'm gonna cut your whatever off right. Um, she said she she threatens him if he. Oh, she didn't say whatever. To, <laughs> yeah, if, 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 yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm being uh, PG here, of right? course. No, no, it's a, we can say um, anything we want. We have no no sponsors um, or censors. Yeah, yet. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm glad you guys are unbought. Yeah. All right, cool. I'm like the corporate media. Yeah. We wouldn't mind being maybe bought a little bit, just <laughs> on the side. Anyway, go on. <laughs> yes. We could be rented. <laughs> yes, rented, rented. Anyway, go on. <laughs> go on. Okay. Unbought, but could be bought. Unbought, yeah. but available <laughs> yeah, if, right if for the right price. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> for sale. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we could carve this out some bad time. This is episode because I, you know, the last episode I, I listened to you guys was, was the uh, the TikTok influencer one of the people. Of, of, oh of, yeah, of, yeah. Of, of sorts. Yeah, we were like <laughs> they're all bought, but, we're but like, like, hey, bought, you, know? you guys want to maybe throw um, us some like, money hey, for an episode? Wait, why can't I get on the grip? Like, <laughs> that's the problem. We're that's not part know, of right? it. Then we'll shut up. <laughs> <laughs> we'll sell out like but, uh, in a woke way. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Soros. Yeah. Soros. yeah, there we go. Come on, man. Um, Drop but, a check. No, Blindside and so sex. Like, yeah, so, yes. So, so, is that, so is that, is that scene at the college where they drop him off at Ole Miss, right? But there's another scene, too, um, maybe about 20, 30 minutes prior, but in that third act, right? Yeah. Where, um, you know, where, where they're really trying to get him into college, you know? Right. And, uh, and, and Leanne is talking about all these coaches and all these recruiters who are oh. – um, yeah, you know who are taking taking this. them out to uh, the you titty know, bar. Who are, who are whining and dining with? Yes, and, and quote she, she says, you know, one of them took him to a titty bar. The boy had nightmares, you know, for three weeks. Right. And I found that to be so compelling. That's yeah. What eighteen-year-old kid? Yeah. Would have nightmares. nightmares about what are you saying about him? Movies. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like what, what is that supposed know, like, to mean? Yeah. You know, like, like that's that's weird. That that's really sense. weird. Yeah, like you know, I mean, I, I can imagine you know, obviously, some people are more prudish or less into sex. Some people sure. don't aren't into sex at all, right? right? But um, but to have nightmares, but they, but they but they portray him as sexless, right? Asexual, and, like, you know, it, yeah, 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 like not even asexual because that because that offers a level of um aut- autonomy, right? How you define yourself, right? You know? So I right, think right. That applies. Like, like, set, like, set, like, castrated. Good point. He's a unit. Yes. He's more yeah, of a yeah. unit than he is in there. Yeah. 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 Uh, you know, someone on the, you know, LGBTQIA. Right. Country, right. Know? Right. But right. That's, you know, and, and um, and they, uh, so they, 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 and that is, you know, um, that was a, that, that scene right there was where I was like, oh, yo, this is like birth of a nation for, you know, yeah. So wait, me, I don't think either of us it, it, have it, seen Birth of a Nation. I have can not. You, yeah, so, can yeah. you elaborate a little bit? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah vaguely okay. familiar. I have not seen the entire thing. I've seen I've seen pieces, but the Birth of a Nation is a uh, of a seminal American film. Um, you know, by, by what is it? I think his name is D.W. Griffiths. Yes. Uh, that 
is a uh, again like like the blind side a very compelling look at how white people understood themselves and, and their fears of black people. Because when when about, does it take place? Hey, uh, it's, it's, all, it's all about like a race riot and how you have to subject, you know, how if you don't like restrain black people, they will um, they will rape your wives and your daughters <laughs> and, and and kill your kill your kill your brothers and, brothers and fathers. Oh, and so they have to be they have they have to be violently restrained. You know, save for a couple of good ones who are very docile and don't are not interested in sex anyone. Sure. Like that is, you know, a, oh, a, you know, I a, see a, a view a view from right. ten thousand feet run through of this very very again this this uh. It's if uh, if they make him interested if, if, in if, sex, if, he's express, a threat. Express, expressly white supremacist right. propaganda film. Um, like you know, it's it's, it's a it's not a talkie because it's from the. The nineteen, the teens, you know, yeah, of the twentieth century. So, um, but uh, yeah, it's a uh, you know, but I find that the way that the blind side portrays black, it's black characters is quite similar. Right. There are, you know, um, there are the um, insolent, you know, Negroes, insolent and uppity, like you know that that uh, you know, are are uh, that that think that they're better than they actually are. Which you know, um, w- 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 you see that with the um, Alton, the uh, irony single, the, 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 cynic, the cynical yeah. NCAA representative. Oh, you know yeah. who challenges, you know, who, cha- who challenges their uh, what you call it, you know, the the the, the sincerity of this like it's the hand that feeds them. Yes, or whatever. Yeah, 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 right, yeah. You, you know, they are, um, you know, uh, there are savages, and you see that in the you know in whenever whenever in the they're in the hood, right. right? Like and you, and and these uh, black men get incredibly disrespectful around right. you know this this porcelain doll of Lee, Leanne Tui who you know yeah. um uh where, where again they, they can't keep it together while you know while, while she's around and start you know sexually harassing her you know and 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 talking about you know her teen daughter as well right um which 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 brings Michael to a rage and and then yeah. Michael but but then Michael is shown to be safe and different from these. Because right. he is He's sexless, ignorant, yes. and docile, and and very important, for, you know, for a man that of his height and weight, right. sexless. Right. He can't pose a threat because he's not interested in a woman like that. Right. That's you a now, wow. again, perfect reading. The real Michael Orr has four kids yeah. <laughs> with, with his partner for seventeen years. Yeah. Who, by the way, he married like very recently after he had those kids with him. <laughs> right. Right. Um, right. So you know, so so I guess Leanne never, never, never uh, fulfilled that. It wasn't that aware. Yeah. yeah. Yes, that never <laughs> happened. Yeah. yeah. Like Stuff to continue procreating, oh, yeah. You know, but it should, you know, but like, um, yeah. I don't know. I uh, none of us, you know, know the contours of his, you know, sexual orientation. Well, or sure. That, but clearly, like, you know, also like, we don't need he, to. Like, he's probably a regular who, person. Who, who, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, like he, you know, he enjoys, <laughs> like, you know, um, and um, it doesn't matter. Yes. Creating life, like, yeah. Creating sure, life with a long sure. partner. Yeah. Right. You know? Right, right. You know, whether it's under the blessed and sacred Christian covenant of marriage, right, right. that should be celebrated. Yeah. You know. You still, you know, and so, um, it's so just again, weird it's, to it's, make it's, him it's, so it's, averse it's, it's to a, it's it. A yeah. Gross misrepresentation yeah. of who Michael Orr is. Absolutely. To, you know, to, to be like, oh, he's scared, you know, he's scared of boobs. Right. And also, <laughs> like, you know, you better not, you know, you better not do what he actually was, might have been already in a way of doing the time this movie came out, which is, you know, having consensual sexual relationships, you know, <laughs> you know, oh with, with, uh, his long-term life partner, you know? Yeah. Like, and so, like, you know, come on, man. Like, you know, like you, didn't, you didn't have to do that. Yeah. You did not have to do that to tell that story. But, you you know, except the story that they wanted to tell was one of, a, you know, of a man who, um, who could, you know, who would... He who, can't pose a threat. don't have to fear as a gentle giant. Right. Because he does not have, 
you know, a libido. Sure. You know? um, like, like he, whatever. Like he, he yeah. can live in the same roof as Collins because he because he's not capable. Right. It's not because <laughs> he's like a decent a, person. A, a, no. An attractive, an attractive team, you know, attractive. You know? Right. Right. Like, right. You know, and so, it, but it's, you know, it's it's nasty. Like it's that's a really really nasty. Oh now, and that was where, and that's where the movie turned for me in in this sort of like, you know, um, fairly like boring but sterile curiosity. Right. So sure. like, man, this is like setting us back. I <laughs> mean, how we understand, yeah, you know, um, black men and black people at large. This is Speaking another as a, thing. Again, like, as a, as a this is who are listening and not seeing my face. Also, it's by the way, insulting. an interesting uh, flip side to that is his mother, who they characterize as being extremely promiscuous, and you know they tell the whole story like she doesn't even know who his father is and all these things, and like, you know, it's just uh, it's the way that they use those two things to like characterize these people is like you know they well he's afraid of boobs and she is like you know like going all over the place and now she doesn't you know whatever her life's a mess and all these things and like it's just it's they that's. Uh, that's a good point. I had not thought about the way that they show sex or they use it as like a story uh, device, but it's it's there and it's really weird. But yeah, I, Bradford, do you have anything else to to say about this movie before we uh, we wrap it up? Ah, oh, man, it's uh, that's a loaded question. Yes, <laughs> sorry. Yeah, I've said a lot, but I'll say this, man: the racial dynamics that exists in this film are not unique to this film for sure, but they are louder than I have encountered in a really long time. Yeah. I find it to be a movie that I could not recommend for your enjoyment, but I <laughs> right. could recommend it for your for your for your education. <laughs> to study. You know, I, yeah. think, <laughs> I think I you know like, so so long as these very regressive and negative depictions of uh, of black people are not a uh, are not something that would uh, I guess be a lack of better word a trigger you know to you right so speaking like like I, I, no one's no one should be under any obligation to watch yeah <laughs> yeah I, you know but, except for uh, us unfortunately know, uh, especially, especially people you know who may find themselves you know um, in some ways, negatively represented by the stereotypes, you know, in this movie. But, right, right, uh, right. Yeah, nonetheless, it, it is. I think it is a. I think that if with the right reading lens, it's a it's an incredible warning to to about to the stories that we are so inclined to tell about ourselves, you know, and we and we're all in some ways capable of doing so, regardless of you know whatever sort of um, identities you know identity or identities that that may intersect in your life that lead to you know structural challenges, you know. Sure. We yeah. can all tell us, you know, we could all be at times in our own way, you know, um, prideful and rationalizing, you know, who right. we are um, versus uh, who we think we are versus who we actually are. And this is a great warning, on how, you know, it's a great, great example of how to, of how to do that, I guess, all the way to the Oscars. Yeah. Right? We got, but also why, also why you should, you know. Right. Well, because <laughs> like, uh, 20 years later, um, people on this, on the Unbot podcast, Mudville, yeah, <laughs> we're gonna rip you apart. We will get, we'll, we'll, we'll get your behind. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, Watch yeah. out. It's over. Yeah. Cancel. It's. I we're mean, on, it really. Yeah. It's. I mean, man. Well said. It's. Uh, yeah. This was. This was a rough watch. Well, I mean, thank yeah. you so much for bringing it to us. Um, yeah. You know what? Like I said, I know we'd been trying to 
pick a movie for a little bit and i think this was a, a great one for us to to talk about you know we certainly got a lot out of this and it was i'm glad that i i checked back in on this this movie to to recognize truly just what a piece of shit it, it is and how much different it is even from my 12 year old memory of it yeah Bradford, do you want to do uh, any, like, yeah, I, I know you work, or write baseball, uh, like, you know, articles or anything. Do you have anything, uh, any baseball you want to talk about for a quick second? Do you have a second to talk baseball? Or? Any, uh, like, parting thoughts on the league? Like yeah, anything like, pressing? Quick, quick thing that we can get, uh, you know, your thoughts on? <laughs> oh, man. Yankees are horrible. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, just lost. Uh, this we've been just ra- we've been yelling at the Yankees they, a lot. They just lost, and there was a thing that came up that said it's their first nine game losing streak since 1982. Wow. So, yeah. Uh, I've never. I've never. Uh, you don't remember I, the Yankees I, being I, this I, bad? I, I, yeah, like I was around. <laughs> right. Technically. Yeah. For some bad Yankees. <laughs> right. 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 But I, I didn't experience them. They, you know, they, they didn't permeate my body like they did. Yeah. My, you know, my dad probably getting a heart attack. Yeah, watching you know the '92 Yankees something. Like that. That's I mean yeah um, we were both born in '98 yeah. so we literally have never even seen this team be under 500 yes. so this has been yeah uh, we're, we're both yeah. like generationless where we're not quite millennials and not quite Gen Zers like yeah. we're just kind of like in the middle and yeah. nobody claims us we're too young to be old too old to be young <laughs> yep. yeah yeah oh, that's, that's interesting well, but listen, it um, is what well, it listen, is man, you you, uh, I, you are. Uh, you're about to join Gen X in the pain that you're about to experience. <laughs> it's true. We're with them now. <laughs> like, we feel the same pain. Oh, we can relate yeah. in baseball. But yeah, yeah. That's, I find yeah. that to be like, yeah, I don't know. The, 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 the Yankees, because the Yankees are so consistently good, if not dynastic, right? Yeah. Like, it is really shocking to see them this terrible. Um, I kind of think that it may be for the best in some ways. Because I, I think that there's a level of hubris in some decision making that's that's coming from the front office. Oh yes. As far as like you know, um, like and I don't I don't think the Yankees are as bad as like organizationally, right? Right. As um, as some of the you know pre postmortems of sorts, right? Like they're existing. Yeah, right now, there's a lot of these articles. Everyone's bad, yelling you know, about the way they do everything. Of, 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 yeah, of, 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 of varying quality, right? You know, right. But like, um. Because they still develop pitching really well, you know. Like I, they had a bad pitching year, but that's because like you know Nestor and Rodon and you know got hurt and Severino's uh, just you know, in a know, nightmare. Yes, yeah, Severi- Severino, you know, who knows what the heck happened? It happened to him, yeah. you know. But like you know, but they, but they, but Gary Cole might win a Cy Young award, and they've you know found decent performances out of a lot of you know yeah the bullpen types and yeah, the bull- but, and the bullpen's lights out yeah you know? so like um. So, so they, they still develop pitching well, and they have a pretty good farm system, believe it or not. It's you know, like that, yeah. they, now they, now they, they're, they're just start. They Whether or not they play them, that's a whole these, other. <laughs> playing these guys as much, you know, <laughs> as another story. Want them to, yeah. You know, but um, but they're not, you know, but the farm system is not. It's not like they're not developing major league ready talent, you know, and you know, and and and, you, and we see that in the fact that there many people that they've tr- traded have not netted back, you know what were believed to be quality players at the time, you know, whether that was Joey Gallo uh, or Anthony Rizzo or, you know, um, uh, whatchamacallit. Frankie, you know, Frankie Montas. Montas. Again, right, Ben Intendi. You know, these, tra- these trades have been better. Yeah. Like, Josh like, Donaldson. But, Scott Efron. But, sh- but, sh- but it shows that, you know, they're uh, that they're building that they're developing process well, right? Like, you know, Even um, Wardvet. I mean, Wardvet tonight had a good game, but like he, they, they, Paul O'Neill has been on the record saying he thinks he's going to be a great hitter, and he was part of that terrible, you know, the Josh Donaldson trade. So it's like. 
you know. Yeah, so, yeah. The jury's out on Roy because he's yes, just, like, still, still, right still real. too, too so, early to say. Yeah, yeah. but no, well, shown flashes. Like, but oh, yes, he, he's, he's jacked. You yeah. Google yeah. Photo him. Like, oh my like, god, he's like, huge. Not, not just like not just the headshot. Yeah. No, no, no. no. It's that like, picture of him with the uh, elbows up. Yeah. 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 Oh my god, the uh, the dumbbells. Yeah, it's huge. He looks like he should hit. Yeah. So we'll see the other, <laughs> yeah. Right? Exactly. Joe um, Girardi was also jacked. And he right. Hit her, so, um, Austin but, uh, Wells is jacked. These, speaking these of these random yeah. buff white catchers. Uh, right. <laughs> They're good at that. <laughs> They're um, good at that. <laughs> but anyway, um, the uh, you know, so there, there's pro- but the but the problem, however, has been I think their belief that their best asset is not the pitching is not the pitching development. It's not the way they teach exit velocity to to both uh, their minor league draftees and and you know, retreats, right. retreads, right? Right. From around the league. But their best asset is money. Yeah. And they don't use money well anymore. No, they don't. That's the problem. They use it. You know? They don't use it well. They, they, yep. they, 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 yeah. I mean, they, they use it, but they don't use it well. And they also don't use it to their capacity either. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, um, they don't, so get, they see, didn't get you, Bryce Harper. Really that's the guy to go spend the money on. Yeah. Like, you know, it's, yeah. 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 You know, it, it, it's, it's, it, they're penny wise and pound foolish. Right. So like, you Ooh, know, it, it, it's, um, it is, Signing Anthony Rizzo instead of trading for Matt Olson right. or signing Freddie Freeman. Yeah, you know I mean, Absolutely. taking on player. Josh Donaldson, a, taking a, on the jo- the Donaldson player. contract. Yeah, right, exactly, yeah. it's a Josh Donaldson contract. Yeah, you know, rather than signing Carlos Correa, right? You know, for a one year deal with the same price. I know he's having a bad year right now, but he like, didn't last know, year. I, 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 but yeah, but he was very good last year. You yeah. could have used him last year, and I suspect that Carlos Correa will have a better. You know, uh, next ten years in Josh Allenson, who right. will not be in baseball <laughs> after <laughs> like, in the know. next six weeks. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so like, yeah. yeah, he's got about he might have about six weeks left. Yeah, uh, and so you know, there's um, like there there are so many examples of such and where you know um, and where they're they're not uh, going after the premier talent as a you know as aggressively as they need to. And they're going for like the second or third best option, right? Because they think that they could either coach them up enough, or you know, or that they are, or that they found it, you know, a diamond or off or something like that, or simply just that they're yeah, we're okay with with getting the fourth best option, right? Because we'd rather not pay the luxury tax, and 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 so doing that enough, plus just having a couple of trades that admittedly did not work out, like you know, like Montas and you know, and uh, Ben Attendee last year, yeah, yeah, and Ben Attendee, you know. Freak yeah. injury for Ben Tendi. Right. You know? Yes. Um, yes. You know, yeah. Yeah. Injury, you know, random injury. Efros, you know, Lutrevino, etc. Yep. Like you know, some, some stuff surgery. just like sometimes stuff just happens, right? But like you know, but but uh, you but money covers a multitude of sins. Stuff happens to the Dodgers. Yeah. You know? Michael K. Um, likes we, to you know, say that we, they're you know, arrogant, and a lot of that I think comes yeah. from the arrogance of like we're the Yankees, we'll figure it out. And it's like you can't. Yeah. You at a point you still need talent. You still need like the proven. But, you know, and, like and yeah. One, one way, one way to figure out. Is to go get a real superstar. Yeah, you know, yeah, go um, do it. Of, yeah, and yeah. Instead, instead of trying to get a B minus player who you know who they're hoping like might yeah. be might be good if you if you coach him up in the right way. Right, you know? and right, that's right. Like you know, you're trying. You, you don't. You're not the Guardians. You're not the Rays. Yeah. Stop trying to be the Guardians of the Rays. You know, like <laughs> yeah. you know, the, the, guard, the Guardians get by being in a trash division. Right, and and and, uh, and the Rays are just, I guess. A little smarter than you. That's yeah, not smart <laughs> but, enough for the postseason, okay, as we've you know, discussed. Like, but yes, so, like, you know, um, that, uh, that's okay. That's okay because you can, you because you can spend, you can, you can outspend the raise in it. You know, like um, at any point you want. Of course. So um, anyway, that's my that's my take on on the on the Yankees and why they are in the position they're in. It's not because they're that dumb, but they are becoming they they have become penny wise and powerful pound foolish under I the love current that. Hal Steinbrenner. 
Brian, you know, uh, this iteration of Brian Cash machine. Right, you know? right, right. Like, um, and uh, you know, and that's 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 the thing that's that's most worth uh, really excavating this off season as yeah. to like why do we you know like like why have so many of our recent transactions you know and and you know and recent roster building, building strategies um, not returned as much value as like what the, what the ashes of Dodgers or whatever do, you know, and it's not just sign stealing, you know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. use that in 2017. Fine, right. You know? Right. Right. Like maybe like, 19, um, it's not, it's not <laughs> yeah. just, you know, yeah, maybe right? yeah. But, um, it's not, you know, it's not, it's not that, you know, you can't, you can't use that as an excuse. Um, you can't use, you know, bad luck and eternally as an excuse. Right. Um, at least not for three because years. You are, because, but, you, yeah. because you are, because you are literally in last place at this point. Yeah. And, 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 it, and it's getting worse. And, and the, and the nationals, um, a bad team, you know, is much closer to a playoff spot than you, and they just beat you in your home court. You yeah, know? not um, great. Yet, rather, you know, um, with with what was supposed to be your co ace on the mound. Yeah, you know, who actually had, who actually had his first big game. Yeah, he did. Yeah, <laughs> actually, it, it didn't matter. Yeah, six innings, six hits, one run. Because you because you because uh, they the, the team pitched a two hitter against you. Right. I so, mean that's yeah, yeah that's that's the you know like you know what again I'm ranting here but like I think no, it, I, love I think it. one <laughs> example of it of a of a contract that shows the problems with the Yankees was the second DJ LeMahieu contract. Okay. Yeah. I, like, I, I will where, push like, back on that, but go on. Yeah. I won't, yeah, like, but yeah. <laughs> like, and obviously like, listen, listen DJ LeMahieu, you know, um, turned out so much better than I thought when they first got him, you know, like, I thought, Oh, I mean, Penny, Pennywise, pal foolish. Right. Right. Um, and, and no, granted they should have gotten, they should have signed Manny Machado, but DJ, <laughs> but LeMahieu, DJ you know, worked out DJ for a little LeMahieu bit. Yes. Yeah, was, yeah. Was, was, was phenomenal. You know, like, um, truly, you know, like the 2019, 2020, he was elite MVP. He was. He was hitting 340 you know? or whatever. And, yeah. Know, yeah. 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 You won a batting title. Yes. I believe, if I'm not mistaken. I think in know? 20. So, uh, in, 19, in, in, the, in the COVID year, you know. Or 2020. So, yes. Yeah. 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 And so, like, you know, he he was, you know, really good. However, he was one of many players who was entering their 30s, you know, right. um, at, you know at the time. And, and there were a lot of other more creative or interesting or just straight up, you know, obviously better options, you know. For the, the the needs of the roster at that moment, right? And you know, um, then DJ LeMahieu, and it wasn't just that they resigned him, even though because he's coming off a great year, but they, but rather than give him say like a three or four year deal, you know, yeah, they stretch it out to like a six year deal yeah. because the seven tax it, yeah, um, it's, it's six, yeah, it was or is like it six, yeah, because of, yeah, yeah, because fifteen the a year, I know that it, the, the luxury tax it, you know, fifteen million a year was like low enough. That they felt comfortable with, you know, comfortable like spreading it out longer. But of course, that leads a problem. It means that it's more like you're more likely to have DJ LeMay, who's really bad years, right. still on a contract and no way to dispel it because he's not good enough anymore. Yeah. You know? And yeah. that's what, and that's what we're seeing right now with, the, with this guy hitting 240 with the 316 on base percentage. Um, and he's, you know, lost his ability to hit the ball with, with authority any, you know, with any consistency anymore. And so I just I, say, well, the so only he, reason that I will not, push he's, back, he's not, he's not showing it. Yeah. Know? The only reason I will push back is that in that off season, I mean, I was pounding the table. You have to bring DJ back. I mean, nobody on the team could hit like that. I mean, for years, like years, we had not seen anybody yeah. hit like that. So like, it was, it, it seemed like a no brainer to bring him back. He's a dude no, no, who was I, hitting I, I, 240, I, I, I 340. Against now he's hitting 240. No, I wasn't against, I'm with you, man. I wasn't against, you know, um, on, on a strategic level bringing DJ LeMahieu back. You yeah. know, like it's more just that they, this how they, they did it. The, yes. the way they structured the contract yes. was very, was very risky. Right. You know, because, because of his age. You're right. You know, it's like there's, there's a good reason to, you know, think this is, you know, like you want, 
you want shorter term deals, right? You know, for right, guys right. in their early thirties, not longer term deals. If you can, you know, ask Aaron Hicks. They, you can go you know, ask Aaron right. Hicks. And, yeah, and Aaron Hicks is actually another great example of such. Yeah, you know, in where like you know, um, he at that point he was you know getting a really good player. You know, when when they gave him the extension, but like a player at that you know, um, you know, typically a guy like him would get like you know seventy million over three years or four years, not seven. You know, right. like, and, you know, but they, but they wanted to bring, you know, to, to stretch him out. Yeah. We, we'll get him in, in his, you know, in his mid thirties or whatever, early to mid thirties. Um, but hopefully it works out. And again, it, it worked out comically bad, but you know, <laughs> but, you, but they added, they added to their risk profile, you know, to avoid the luxury tax, which they, sh- which they should simply not fear. Yeah. Because and they're now all these things and, you know, have completely. It's, 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 it's this bogeyman <laughs> that, that, that lives in their head Yeah, and a rent, you know, uh, rent free. <laughs> yeah. Enough. And then, and um and is just and and makes them make bad choices with their money um when they could just go out and get like real stars or or retain these guys in ways that that allow them to move move from them quickly if things don't work out yeah i agree with you completely i think uh you know it's it's gonna be interesting to see if they do anything to fix it but uh anyway bradford really appreciate you coming on and listening um in general i mean this has been fantastic i mean this is uh you know, we really were excited that we had you on, and hopefully we can have you on again. Absolutely. One of our favorite episodes yet. Uh, you oh, were an man, incredible guest. You You're the man. I'm, I'm, again, I'm, I'm, I'm very appreciative of you having me on. Um, I, you know, I, when I saw the, 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 that such a kind of podcast existed, I was super hyped. So. <laughs> hey, man. Well, that's it's great. Just, I that's, guess you're our exact that's what we audience. Love to hear. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. Do you have anything that you want to plug before we, we head out of here? Yeah, man, I'm on a I'm on a uh, dying social media platform. <laughs> What's the X. name of it? <laughs> no, what is that? that? Yeah, it sounds um, like a it, weird. It's, it's a one stop. It's a one stop shop for global tra- payment transactions, and uh, <laughs> I don't know. Um, what are nice. wing trolls? Yeah, I heard and, it and, best. And, and, but, dis- but also, but also me. I'm pretty. I'm. I'm I could be at times clever and entertaining. Yeah. yeah. Oh um, yeah. So if you yeah. follow me on Twitter.com, I'm. I'm under. I'm. Uh, sorry, not for. I'm at BWD because my initials are my it is my initials Bradford William Davis right BWD but then we'll just repeat that over and over again there you go BWD, okay. easy BWD, to find BWD, yeah yeah then you find me there we go um, I love that so yeah that that's where I'm at I'm also on Instagram BWD.png I'm you know uh, that's my professional IG where I post my stories or uh, or photos of me doing you know, silly things. Yeah. So, um, good stuff. A lot of memes, a lot, a lot of, a lot of SpongeBob AI right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, with Patrick singing Luther Vandross. Right. Uh, <laughs> that, so, man, uh, the one my, good use my, of AI. Right yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's the only use. And it's, and it's, yeah. And it's wonderful. Yep. I'm with you. <laughs> well, so, yeah, man, that's, that's, that's where to find me. And uh, you know, I, I, I freelance here and there. I give, if you catch me at GQ, I used to be an insider, uh, like business insider. And, uh, I, hopefully I'll be, in your uh, in your inbox or search history soon. Hell yeah! Um, Hell yeah, man! Sorry, that's not a kind of weird search history. No. <laughs> <laughs> you'll be in there. <laughs> not, yeah. like, not like that. Not like that. Yeah. Not man. <laughs> An insert onto the yeah, email yeah. list. <laughs> that's gonna do it for us this week on the Mudville podcast. Thank you so much again to Bradford William Davis for coming on and doing the first ever uh, Mudville hate watch of yeah. the blind side yeah <laughs> we've never done one of those before yeah but Bradford, if you come up with another one we can uh, yeah we're we game yeah you know what name it you know you can come back on we'll do it <laughs> all right that's yeah, gonna go. do it for us we're signing off goodbye See you next week